Her name is Jennifer Maurer, public speaker, certified life coach, and motivational guide. And as a former procrastinator, she's a living example of what she teaches. She's passionate about the framework she created called Passion Principles. You can find all her work on jennifermaurer.net. And in this episode, we talk about what it takes to burst through our fears and why fear actually can work for us. Jennifer is a bundle of straightforward inspiration, and she wants to help you finally turn your passion into action. Are you ready to meet Jennifer? Let's go. Your ideal life is one right turn away right here and right now with me, Arika Sullivan, and New Light Living. See your life in a new light. In this show, I'm bringing real-world tools to show you how to ignite the light within you and restore your balance to who you truly are. That busy, exhausted feeling isn't anyone's true purpose. Get back to the heart of your real self. Begin to live in your ideal dream day every day. Learn how to stop giving your energy away, trust your intuition and chill out your ego, and learn how to find your calm. The journey begins now. Come and step into the light. New light living with intuitive spiritual life coach Ulrika Sullivan starts right now. Welcome to this exciting episode with my beautiful guest, Jennifer Maurer. And I want to just give a little highlight today because Jennifer is an expert in what she does. And I have such a pleasure to have her on the show today. Welcome, Jennifer. Thank you, Ulrika. It's a pleasure to be here. It's an honor to be here. I'm a big fan, big fan. Great. I'm so honored. (laughs) And what we're going to talk about today is really passion, 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 passion. And, and, oh boy, don't we need some more passion in our lives, right? Especially today, right? With everything going on, you bet. Yeah. And this is uh, between Jennifer and I, you are going to receive some great inspiration on how to turn fear into passion and actually act on it. So, but first, before we get into the juicy parts of of this episode, I want to ask you, Jennifer, to share with our listeners here who you are and what you do. Well, who I am, you know, I, I am every woman. I am you. I am everyone. I have come on a journey of my own through the years with, you know, different trials and tribulations and victories and challenges. Um, What I've been able to do is to really kind of stop and analyze the things that I feel are universally difficult for us as humans uh, when we're faced with or we're confronted with difficult situations in life. And for me, what it really amounted to was there was a great deal of fear involved in and what was my decision-making process. And, and I, when I realized that I really went to work and I, I really examined, you know, why is this a factor and, and what is it doing to me as a result? And, and more importantly, how can I kind of exonerate it from my existence to move forward? And so I kind of went on a personal journey to do that. 
And mm -hmm. over the course of that journey, I really discovered some great stuff. And I thought, you know, I'm, I'm not the only one <laughs> that is dealing with this type of thing. I'm sure other people can benefit from it. And I think when you start anything with the intention of sharing something useful and valuable, just good things come from that. And, and so it kind of parlayed into a, an ebook that I wrote. It's, it's more of like a, a guide, you know, than an ebook, but it's five steps to freedom from fear. It's what I used. It's what I used to get from point A to point B. And when I did that and began working on that mindset and those practical steps, I began to see real changes in my life. And I thought, well, if it works for me, it's, it's probably going to work for other people too. We're not as different as we think we are. And so I started a coaching business and I started working with, with people that were, you know, kind of going through the same things that I had. And, and fear is a universal thing. It's not prejudiced. It, it touches everyone of every age and, and gender and, and, and everything you can imagine. So uh, it was a widely um, approved and widely accepted uh, and welcome um, program that I came out with uh, to help folks with it. So it converted from that into my coaching business. And then I built my website and I just kind of started to play with it. And it kind of parlayed into something that's become uh, really gratifying for me to do. And so it brought me to you here today. Yes. Uh, and, and that's kind of how it all kind of came to be. Yes. Thank you for sharing that. And isn't it so powerful that you took all the wisdom that you had collected through your own experience and now is is making available that wisdom with you know a, almost a proven way because for me, you went for through sure. it yeah I, I literally you went I, through it and yeah. you have also coached many many clients that this works for so and not only the topic of fear we are many of us have intimate relationship with fear. And many of us don't know how we can actually deal with it in a way that we actually don't have to feel that fear is impacting us so much. So this is, you know, everyday bread and butter um, way of living for many. So it can really feel like a, a, a weight is lifting if we get the tools to, to work with fear and turn it into passion. So I mean, that, this might be obvious, you know, why, why Jennifer, do you feel that this conversation about turning fear into passion and, and actually acting on it, why is it relevant in, to the times we are living in now? Well, and because I think these times have created more fear than we've ever been in. I, I think people are fearful now of things they weren't even fearful of before <laughs> on top of their traditional fears, if you want to call it that. Uh, it's created a whole new boatload of fears for people. And I, and I think for me included, you know, I'm, I'm not excluding myself here. We're never immune from it. The idea is to, to find those things that when situations come up, circumstances come up that we're unaware of. And I think a lack of information causes fear I think something that's new or different creates an element of fear in us, of, of a lack of understanding of things. Uh, we go right to the fear box. And so I think more now than ever, and I created this whole concept, by the way, I, I, I wrote the guide and everything before the pandemic even hit, right? So, I mean, it was needed enough then. And, and now here comes this pan pandemic and wow, just tenfold, it's, you can apply all the same principles. It doesn't matter what the fear is. 
you know, and I've had some critics say, well, you're being too broad. You know, fear is a really broad subject. You should be focusing on the fear of this or a fear of that. And I said, well, I'd love to do that if everybody had the same fear and if everybody only had one fear. But I stuck to my guns on it and I, I kept it pretty general because these, these things that you can apply, these steps can apply to any fear. You know, there's the fear of failure. There's so many things that trigger different fears. There's some of us that have five or six fears running at the same time. And so, you know, you, you have to be able to put those in the right place uh, to move on. But that's, that's why I think it's relevant today. Yeah, we've got mm -hmm. more fear than ever. Yes, definitely. Kind of a long answer, but <laughs> yeah, no, but it's 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 also this situation that we're in now. I feel personally is also hindering us from taking action in some way, or it could hinder us from from. It just feels deeper. It mm -hmm. feels deeper, and so why is it so important to reach for tools or? learning practices on how to turn the fear into action and opening up towards, you know, welcoming in passion instead. Why is it so important? Well, because fear is a thief. Fear, fear is a thief. It's a thief that creeps into the back of your mind when you're at the height of your inspiration and it robs you blind. Mm. And boy, isn't that a reason for you know, do you want to be finding ways to vandalize? Do you want to be burglarized all the time? <laughs> you know, it really, for me, it was such a personal thing because I began, I began to get angry at the fact that the fears were taking over because it was preventing me from moving forward. And it became almost a materialized enemy mm. where I needed to figure out how to, how to not exterminate it. Because I, I always say, you know, put friend, put fear in the friend zone. And people say, well, fear isn't your friend. And I said, well, it can be. We need fear. We need some element of fear. Let's not put our rose colored glasses on and say it's going to go away and we're never going to be scared again. And there's certain fears that work for us. You know, those different fears that tell us when something might not be right or caution us to do something. We should be afraid to put our hand in the fire. Okay. So, you know, <laughs> there are certain fears that are working for us. It's those irrational fears, the ones that we allow to kind of take over irrationally and cause us to make poor decisions based on that. Those are the ones we have to put into the right compartment. We have to put them where they belong, put those aside, because until we do that, um, there, there won't be any way for us to discover our passion or to work towards achieving those goals that will bring us um, full fulfillment, mm. really. Yeah. Yeah, it really hinders uh, many of us from really stepping into the full power and opportunity that we actually have right in front of us because of that weight of, of fear. That's so, so true. Now, if I may ask, what give a little history around like what do you have like a turning point for yourself where you saw this? Um, be exemplified for yourself, this turning point of um, getting to where you are now? Um, there was a couple, there was a couple of, you know, aha moments um, where it had been, you know, a long time coming where I was accepting so much less for myself than I should have. And I mean that in almost every aspect of my life, you know, I've, I've always been a peacekeeper. I've always, you know, 
tried to make sure that everybody was taken care of, I mean, which, you know, was good. Um, but there were certain areas of my life that I had turned my own back on through no fault of anybody around me. It was completely my doing or my undoing. Um, but I stopped paying so much attention to my own voice and to my own desires and what I wanted to offer out to the world. And I began to think about resuming that again. And as I started to do that, I found that fear was creeping in and fear was creeping in. I was coming up with more reasons to not do it than do it. And it was very irrational. And I found myself in a rut. I kind of depressed myself. <laughs> so I really thought I got to get out of this. And, and how am I going to do this? Um, and I was looking around at the people around me. I was looking at my kids. You know, I was looking at the kind of example I want to set for them because, you know, they were at the point where my daughter was going into college around this time for her first year in college. My, my son was entering high school. They were at kind of that age where they're kind of watching mom even more than ever. You know, what's mom doing with her life now that she's got some time and whatnot. And so there was all these factors that kind of came together for me. And I was just kind of tired of being in that place where I wasn't making what I thought was a significant contribution. My existence every day was very mechanical and it was very methodical. And it, it starts to wear on you to where you don't feel productive anymore. And I think one day I just woke up and I said, no, I'm not doing this anymore. I don't know what I'm gonna have to do to turn it around or to change it. Um, but I started reading. I, I read a lot of great uh, works uh, by Dr. Wayne Dyer, The Power of Intention. That's the first thing that started really changing my mindset that, hey, I'm in control. Nobody else is. You don't blame the world for your lot. You know, you've got full control. Um, so that was a very powerful book. More recently, Jay Shetty's Think Like a Monk is a book that I recommend. It's just really powerful. Some great stuff in there. Um, and then Eckhart Tolle's book, The Power of Now. Uh, if anybody gets the chance to read it, it's life-changing. It is. It just focuses on the fact that we can't change yesterday. We cannot guarantee tomorrow. All we have is the power of now. And there's a lot of comfort in that if you read it. So uh, those are just kind of some of my, um, that was kind of my turning point and some of the resources I used to kind of mm -hmm. launch my journey. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that because what you just said and how you describe your journey, I am 100% sure that many will relate to this, um, you know, this dull feeling of what am I doing with my life now? <laughs> and, and just the fact that uh, it is our choice to, to take that step and, and, but we're being so held down by that fear sometimes, but yeah, it, it's, so what's, What's Jennifer, what's the best uh, thing that has come out of uh, your own experience of, of really stepping into your power, taking action and expressing that power and passion, not only for yourself, but now I bet your kids see a mom that's so powerful and in her element, like what's the, what's the impact? What's the best thing that's come out of all of this? Well, you know, Ulrika, I think you just described it. <laughs> you just answered it for me. Thank oh, I you. Thank you. Because I'm sitting there listening to you saying, that's it. That's exactly what happened. Um, it's worth it, guys. You know, what I would want to say to anybody who's listening is whatever little effort, great or small, each day you put into yourself pays off in spades. Um, because yes, I, I am a happier person inside. You know, when we're giving, when we're serving, when we're offering something of value to people, that is truly 
you know, we all know that. But you ever pay it forward, you know, and you, you do something nice, just unsolicited, and you're happier than the person you did it for. It's just it's such a great feeling. So to have an opportunity every day to offer up something of value and to make somebody's life just a little bit better, even if it's just one, then I feel like, you know, my existence on the planet's worth it. Now, mom's happier because of that, right? So when you're fulfilling your own destiny, if you want to sound corny, but when you're doing that, your kids look at you and they see somebody different. They see elements to mom they didn't know before. They knew mom as mom. Now they see mom as a coach and someone who's helping other people and who's discovering things about herself. And the example it sets for them is it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter where you're at in life. There's always a way and a time to reinvent yourself and to, mm. you know, rediscover parts of yourself that you didn't know existed before, no matter how old you are. And if I've set that example for them, um, of course they're happy. You know, they're, they're happier when mom's happy. Everybody's happy. You know that <laughs> when mom's not happy, nobody's happy, but yeah. Yeah. And I'd love to ask you also, you know, what has this done for your inner world? Because sometimes, you know, the, the, the inner world of expansion is, is something that is, is a very private experience. How do you, can you give a little nugget of how you see yourself now in a different light? Um, God, you have some good questions. You have some really good questions, uh, thought-provoking questions. Uh, I, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm happier. Happy is a relative term, right? You know, am I happier? I guess I feel more productive. I, I feel more fulfilled. I feel like when I wake up in the morning now, because I do have a voice and I have learned some things and I have something to share. It's like when you, you know, you show up for school in the first grade for show and tell, you want to have something really interesting to offer up to the class, right? Well, I feel like I've got something interesting to offer up to the class now. You know, I'm not sitting in the back hoping nobody calls on me because I really don't have that much interesting to say. Mm. Um, so I guess if I were to equate it to any emotion, it would be kind of that transformation where I feel like I'm coming into my own again. And things, when that happens, things tend to come a little more natural. Um, there's not as much trepidation, you know, when you go to make a decision or a judgment, it enhances your ability to take a few more risks each day, you know, because everybody thinks you have to start from zero and go to 60 overnight. And, you know, my, the whole idea behind my advice to people and when I coach my, my, my clients and my students is, you know, you don't need a miracle overnight. The miracle is one step. And then tomorrow, take two. And, and that is how progress happens. We're so hard on ourselves. We want instant, we are an instant gratification society. Okay. Mm. Any little victory is a victory. You know, you got to go easy on yourself and, and not be so hard and so impatient on ourselves. It's, uh, it's important to take the time. Yeah. So much wisdom there. So for anyone who's watching or listening this, what in your words, uh, what is it that you think people are really struggling with when it comes to delaying what they want, procrastinate. What it what is it that <laughs> procrastination is a big one, right? Yeah. Would you agree? I mean, yeah, you know, we've all done it. Holding back, if you will, that energy of holding back. Like, what is it that? Why are people struggling with it so much? Again, I think it comes down to fear. 
I, I think that that is certainly part of it, um, apprehension. The procrastination comes from a place of being comfortable where they're at, not necessarily being happy where they're at. Now, listen, there, there is a difference between being happy with where you're at and being comfortable. True. Yeah. There's been times in my life where I've been comfortable in my own misery. I would rather be not changing because I'm comfortable with that misery than making a change to not be miserable anymore. As preposterous as that sounds, I defy anybody to say you haven't been there at one point or another where it's like, well, I know I should do something, but I just can't, or I don't want to, or I won't, because there is no such thing as I can't. We can do anything. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's we won't. So the next time you tell yourself you can't do something, replace can't with won't. And you'll get a different view of what's going on. Um, I think procrastination, it comes from years of counterproductive thoughts and habits. That is where it's a learned behavior. Babies don't procrastinate. You know, little kids usually don't procrastinate. Uh, we learn that and we learn it's very beneficial because it keeps us from doing something that's out of our comfort zone or something that we don't feel like doing. Um, a few tips to get over procrastination, you know, if I might offer them up, um, is to remind yourself that the short-term relief of procrastinating is just not worth the cost of procrastinating. Mm. That's a, a really good one. It's oh, a short-term yeah. benefit that, okay, I'm laying on the couch watching Netflix instead of going over there and learning about this or trying this or doing that. But the long-term cost is I'm going to wake up tomorrow in the same place I'm at today. And you're going to feel kind of like you did today. So that's, that's the first tip I would give you is just remind yourself that, yeah, short-term, this is going to be fun, but long-term, what are, what are the effects mm -hmm. going to be? The second thing I think helps people, it helped me, I do this. <laughs> I establish a reward for myself. I establish a reward. I say, okay, I really don't want to do this. I have a million reasons I can come up with, but you know what? If I do do it, I'm going to let myself do this. It might be take a bubble bath. It might be, I'm going to go buy myself a new nail polish. Like, I don't care. Like whatever, whatever that reward is to you. Um, and it doesn't have to be huge, but it has to be big enough that you're looking forward to it. So establish a reward. Um, and then the third thing, and I think to me, this is the most important. I tell my students this all the time. I tell my clients this all the time. Let's go back to the why. Why do you want to do this A, B, C, or D? What is the goal and why do you want to do it? What are the benefits to you going to be? And when you start to waver and start to let go of that a little bit and decide not to put in the work to do it, go back to the why. Because if the reasons are strong enough that you want this, just focusing on that why again will generally pull you out of that procrastination mode. It is a mindset, it's a learned behavior, and it's a discipline. Yeah. And that means that if it's a learned behavior, it can be unlearned as well. So that's excellent point. That's yes. so, so important to kind of some things we we have not learned. It's natural, but some things we have <laughs> learned. Absolutely. Yeah. And gotten really good at <laughs> We're yeah. experts at it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Have you found that? I mean, how, how you can't, you can't be that big of a procrastinator with all you've accomplished. What are some of the things, I mean, have you, how yeah. do you feel, what I, well, I guess everybody's going to say it depends, but what I yeah. do, I, take myself to a bigger picture. Mm. 
the bigger picture often do makes makes it you know come to a different perspective and in the bigger picture as you alluded to like i'm going to be in the same place if i don't take that leap today i and, and the bigger picture is again i don't want to be where i'm at because i want to be here so but that works for me when i yeah. because uh, the what i find also with people people i work with is that we're often down in the in the dirt, so to say, in the day to day. And, uh, you know, that's going to help us to stay where we are. Sometimes if we are down in the, in the day to day, and it's like tomorrow is the same as, as yesterday, and that's comfortable and all, but in the bigger picture, that has more impact. That's so, um, that, amazing. that's a tool that I usually work with. Yeah. It's uh, that brings me to action right away. <laughs> right. So, and I think, you know, sometimes that's just what people need to hear, you know, is this just one or two, um, you know, just those things that get you over that initial hump. Yeah. You know, that's really, uh, that's really all it takes sometimes. So I, I'd love to also ask you about your, your uh, concept of passion principles. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about that. That was an idea that was born, I think, naturally after, after I kind of wrote the fear piece, you know, the fear guide. Um, I think a transition that happens naturally after that is you move into your place of passion. And, you know, passion is a very broad word. You know, it means something to everybody. Um, but I also know that in order to really focus on it, you have to rid yourself of the fear. And then you have to come up with a set of principles. You know, uh, just like anything else, you know, I, I kind of think in steps, you're going to see a lot of five-step guides for me or 10-step guides for me, because A, I'm not going to read a 300-page book, right? I just give me the facts, give me what I need to do in steps. That's just how my mind works. And I think it's simpler. And in this day and age, you know, the attention spans aren't, aren't really that, no, mine's not. So the principles, you know, to me, I come up with are, okay, what are, what are five or six principles that I want to live by when it comes to the passion that I want to really discover, right? So, you know, I feel like it starts with, you know, if it feels right, you know, then, then do it. You know, what, what do I think my passion is? We've got to identify what our passions are. I bet you most people couldn't even tell you if I walked up on the street with a microphone, what's your passion? Oh, I don't know, like chocolate. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How, I mean, do we ever really sit down and think about what, what gets us excited to get out of bed in the morning? I think for many of us, we've let go of it in light of what we need to do and what we have to do and what our duty is to do. Um, and we kind of let go of that a little bit. So I kind of got the concept of, okay, now the natural thought process for moving from fear into passion is how does someone get to that? Well, let's first find out what the passion is. And I've worked with many students and many clients on helping them identify what their, what their passion is. And then once they identify it, embrace it you know, celebrate the fact that you found it. You don't have to know what to do with it right away, but, you know, just grab hold of it. And, and I say, feel the burn, you know, because passion is all about the burn. <laughs> it doesn't sound right. Cause you know, mom always told you don't touch the fire. Mm -hmm. um, but sometimes it's good to get close to that fire and feel the burn, you know, uh, because that is what ignites it. That's what motivates. That's what gets you off your can to do something about it. <laughs> Um, and so it's just kind of a series of steps is what I'm kind of, it's a work in progress, by the way, the book's not done yet, but I'm having a lot of fun writing it because it's just kind of taking us through that natural progression of how to discover it. And then finally, how to take action, 
you know, and actually turn that passion into action because passion for the sake of passion alone is daydreaming. You know, if you really want to see that passion come to fruition, then you do have to take action. A lot of shins there, action, fruition, passion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that is what really, you know, I think will manifest it is, is going through that thought process and taking those action steps. Mm. And what are some of the, the things, because I'm thinking of our habits, right? Maybe even daily habits. Mm -hmm. For example, um, we had talked about prior to the recording that it's so important how we start and end our day. And how do you feel that is a practice or, or share some nuggets around what you've learned and what, what you're teaching clients or, or uh, students as well, how that can impact how we take action or how we uh, stay consistent or uh, because as you say, as we move into the space of passion, it becomes easier to take action, but it's sometimes it's not that easy to change our, our habits or routines uh, to align with this new, new passion we have found. Can you uh, highlight some of your, your experiences there? Certainly. And, and you, you hit it right on the head. I mean, it isn't always easy. And to change a pattern, to change a habit, to change a process, you have to make a change in your routine. And that means you have to do things differently. Uh, definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result, right? I'd say. So what I personally have found is that when you wake up in the morning and when you go to bed at night, those are the two times of day that you kind of own that belong to you. You know, once we get up and we start moving through the day, we have other people that come into play and other responsibilities and commitments and the day can kind of run off with us it's a little bit harder to keep that intention focused when you're reacting to things all day throughout your day. So for me, did you ask the question, how do I start my day or what habits do I do? Feel free to share. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, because I wasn't, I was why, not? why not? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, because that is one of the things I do is in the morning, I take a little bit of quiet time and you do hear this from a lot of people. And I think it's because it works. But I do take that couple of minutes instead of hitting the ground running and just jumping out of bed and running to brush my teeth and in the shower. I just I I let myself wake up for a few minutes and I set the actual intention for the day. This is how the day is going to go down today. The day's not going to dictate to me how it's going to go down. I'm about to dictate how this day goes down. Just so everybody's aware, I'm just letting you know now this is how my day is going down. Now, does it always go exactly like that? No, but it comes pretty close you know, when you set that intention. Um, And so I always do try to take that moment. I have a little coffee, coffee first, set your intentions, take a deep breath, uh, and then go into your day. You'll be kind of surprised by the fact that you're making a conscious effort to intend your day, that things tend to work out a little closer to what you intend than you think they might. It's almost like magic. So that's one thing I do every morning. Oh, I love that. So that's so powerful to... You know, I'm, I'm uh, also listeners on this podcast have heard me also talk about morning routine and how important it is. And, and real, because so many are just not making the space for themselves in their lives for, for that quiet time, that, that 
private time, if you will, where you where we can spend some some time with ourselves and our own energy. And uh, it, it really and I love the fact that, you know, just this is how it's going to go down. <laughs> you know, you have to be kind of stern with the universe. You, <laughs> you have to let them know, let it know, let him or her know that it's you're not messing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. And yeah. So how can we, how Jennifer, can we uh, connect with you? How, what can we, where can we find you? Where can you find, it's really easy to find me. You know, I, I don't make things complicated. I, put together my little project, my website, it's www.jennifermauer.net. And if you visit that website, I've got a few things on there. I talk a little bit about my coaching services. I've got access to my, my guide, my five steps to freedom from fear. You can access information on that through my website. I also have a blog in there. Um, and you know, the blog is really just, that's my play thing. You know, we talked about following our passions. I love to write. I've, I was, I've been a writer for years. Um, a journalist. I was a celebrity interviewer. I had more fun doing that. So I use my blog as literally a melting pot for anything I feel like writing about. And I call it my two cents. It's not just about self-help stuff. It's not just, there might be an article I wrote in there about Eddie Money when he passed away. There might be something in there about, you know, reinvention. So I just literally just use it for whatever I feel like. It's my little playground, but, but you do have access to that blog by visiting my website as well. Um, so yeah, it's just www.jennifermauer.net. Great. Great. I, I love your website. It's definitely a demonstration of, you know, how, what happens when you turn your passion on, right? <laughs> I, I hope so. It's a, it's a full reflection of, of who I am, the colors, the, everything. Yeah. I had so much fun making that it was a creative kind of a, uh, it's beautiful. And uh, thank you so I much. love listening it. So I hope everyone that's listening to this, take a, take a little peek on, on Jennifer's website. You'll, you'll enjoy it. Thanks so much. So I want to uh, wrap this wonderful, powerful and helpful episode with a question for you, Jennifer. And that is, I, I'd love for you to share a little wisdom, nugget of wisdom, uh, something that you live by that you think could be very helpful for the audience to uh, bring with them? Uh, I would love to. I think what comes to mind is something I've lived by for many years, and it's been a motivator for me, especially when I'm procrastinating. Um, and it's a statement. And the statement is, you get what you settle for. Beautiful. Thank you, Jennifer, for being a guest on New Light Living Podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to New Light Living with me, Arika Sullivan. When you see your life in a new light, your world looks different. Worry, fear, and the everyday go, go, go are no match for you in this bright new light. Join me next time as I lay out the practices and tools for you to liberate your amazing self into living your ideal dream day. You can start now to take the guesswork out of getting to know yourself again and expand into your essence to feel present, alive, inspired, and connected. Keep listening. Keep learning. Imagine no more wishing for your dream life. You get to start living it today. 
For more information, please visit newlightliving.com.